You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Umbody coming at you on Thursday. SMU is set to play UCF on Saturday at 11 a.m., which will certainly have your coverage for on Pony Stampede. Uh, of that one, the Mustangs looking to bounce back from two straight losses. But first, I wanted to dive into SMU's basketball season opener. I know there's been a lot of talk around you know football side of things lately, but SMU basketball opened its regular season against McNeese. Uh, with an 86-62 win in Moody Coliseum. And, you know, I was there on Tuesday night. It was a slow start for the Mustangs. They had a pesky McNeese team that gave them some trouble early on. But then they really pulled away, and and it was a no contest. I mean, the second half was awesome for SMU. Uh, I think for this team, uh, their balance is what really stands out to me early on, just the initial takeaways I have from the game. You know, 10 players in double figures for the Mustangs is, is really impressive. And I think uh, we'll, we'll touch on a, a few key players that that stood out to me and, and some takeaways on them. Uh, but I felt like overall, uh, they were all very active. Uh, they really, you know, forcing 14 steals was really impressive. Uh, and SMU, you know, you couldn't have really asked for, in a way, a better opener. You know, they, they, they brought an eight-point halftime lead in and then just uh, McNeese actually scored the same 31 and 31 uh, in both halves, but SMU pulled away with 47 second half points. Kendrick Davis ended up having 18 points and seven rebounds. Uh, he kind of had a interesting night, uh, went nine of 10 from the free throw line. He missed his first free throw and then made nine straight, um, but he kind of rebounded from what was the first half. That was probably to forget. He pressed a little bit. Tim Jankovic, Tim, Tim Jankovic talked about that after the game. Uh, and then he really settled in. And I feel like the the guard play is going to be very interesting this year. You've got guys like Kendrick Davis, who has incredibly high expectations for the season. But then you have Michael Weathers. Uh, you have Zach Nuttall, uh, Zach Nuttall. Uh, you have uh, Zurich Phelps, who I thought played a really solid game in his first college outing. Overall, that backcourt really impressed me. And Emmanuel Bandamel returns as well. And he was three for three from the floor. So I think the backcourt really impressed me once they settled in. Again, very active, had a bunch of steals. Um, and then you look at the front court. Isaiah J.C. started, had career highs in blocks and rebounds. And then uh, Tristan Clark, the Baylor transfer, 12.6 rebounds. It was his first game since February 29th, 2020. So good to see him back on the floor. I think for me, as he settles be- settles into playing again, and getting his feet wet, I think he's going to be one of the better players on this team. Uh, he really had it together, uh, I think, from for the most part, from what I saw, um, and was really impressed with him. Isaiah J.C. You know, didn't really do too much as far as scoring the basketball, um, and that's something that he struggled with. He went over two from the field, um, but Tim Jankovic kind of addressed this, kind of in a way, just getting out of got, getting out in front of it in his post game press conference, and they've gone through so much tape and and kind of why they're successful offensively, especially. And it was because of the the things that Isaiah JC did away from the play, whether it's sealing, whether it's, you know, setting a really good screen, uh, t- taking good angles on those screens. You know, that's why he's 
uh, still, um, you know, playing uh, in this uh, in this Mustangs uh, lineup. I mean, realistically, I mean, he is really somebody that they trust out there to do the right things. I could see a world where Tristan Clark ends up overtaking him potentially as a starter, or they like bringing him right off the bench early on. Uh, but overall, I mean, Tristan Clark, 12.6 rebounds uh, in 17 minutes was a plus 10. Uh, is pr a pretty solid debut for somebody who hasn't played in about a year and a half. So I was impressed with Tristan Clark. I think the front court depth is probably going to be tested a little bit this year as they face tougher opponents. Uh, Marcus Weathers had 11.7 rebounds on the day uh, in his SMU debut. Uh, debut. And then you have Jamar Young, uh, who came in and gave some uh, solid minutes here or there, you know, showed some things in six minutes. Uh, Franklin Aguane uh, only played two minutes, kind of came in at the end, so it seems like he's going to be a bit more of a reserve. Uh, and then you've got your wings, and I think the wing position is going to be interesting because, you know, they can roll out Emmanuel Bandamel, Zurich Phelps, Michael Weathers, and then at that three, uh, you also have Stefan uh, Todorovic, uh, who went one for three from three, uh, point range. That was kind of what he was brought in to do. Uh, you've got Zach uh, uh, Nuttall, uh, who went four for 10 from the field, uh, but four for eight from three-point range. So he quickly stacked up 14 points in that respect, added eight rebounds in 25 minutes. He was a plus 19 on the night. And I, I think early on, just some of the takeaways for me are who's going to settle in at that two spot, two and three, playing alongside Kendrick Davis. And one thing they did with Kendrick Davis at times was they let other guys like Zurek Phelps take the ball up the court, Michael Weathers take the ball up the court, Zach uh, Nuttall uh, take the ball up the court. Uh, we saw the freshman Jalen Smith for seven minutes. Uh, he had a steal and a rebound in the game. But I think in the end, you're going to see Zach uh, Nuttall overtake those guys who ended up starting. Uh, just seems like he brings something from beyond the arc that's going to be able to stretch the court a little bit more for them. Uh, Michael Weathers has plenty of speed. He went four for 13 from the field, only had nine points uh, in that effort, um, added two rebounds, but he had four steals. He's really, really quick. I think defensively, he's kind of what they're looking for in that respect. Um, and both the both of the uh, Weathers brothers are going to play major minutes for this team. Uh, they were uh, fourth and fifth on the team in minutes, if my math looking at the box score right now is correct. Um, but overall, I think SMU just settled in in the second half. Uh, they shot much better from the floor. Uh, they were able to really uh, put it together, shooting 52%, and you know, lit it up from beyond the arc. And and they shut down McNeese. You know, the second half, McNeese ended up shooting 28% from the field, so they were a little hot early on uh, coming in in that first game. Um, and then SMU pulled away. Bench points, 41 to 27. I think SMU's bench is going to be key, keeping that depth, being healthy. Um, you know, that's going to be the key for this team as non-conference play unfolds and then you get into league play. Uh, the depth of this team stands out to me early on. They've got to figure out some things in terms of their flow offensively, but they had a lot of new faces out there. It's just one game. We'll kind of see how things go from here, but I did want to share some initial takeaways on the SMU basketball front. And now we move into football. Mustangs welcome UCF to Ford Stadium, 11 a.m. on Saturday, bright and early. And it's a UCF team that, 
is undefeated at home. They just beat Tulane, used a fourth quarter comeback to beat the Green Wave, uh, scored a touchdown in the first quarter, scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. It was enough. UCF's playing incredible defense right now. Um, you know They've really locked it down as of late. They get after the quarterback, uh, and they held Tulane to 279 total yards. I think the run game could be there for SMU based on what I saw from Tulane, having a little bit of success. Um, and Dylan Gabriel probably isn't going to play at quarterback for SMU, so they're going to face... Uh, the true freshman quarterback that's rolling out there right now for UCF. And he's kind of shown some things at times uh, to really, you know, at least kind of put them in in position to be able to execute offensively. Um, I I think for uh, UCF, you know, Gus Malzahn has kind of struggled offensively in a way as of late, but Mikey Keene was efficient. 19 of 25, 229 yards, two touchdowns. He took three sacks. So Tulane got after him a little bit. Tulane, uh, you know, really didn't get anything going offensively in the passing game, 147 yards. uh, And Michael Pratt took four sacks. So this UCF team and Ryan O'Keefe, Brandon Johnson, they're going to get Jalen Robinson back. It sounds like uh, can really uh, probably attack SMU secondary. You know, UCF bringing in a true freshman quarterback, you would think SMU might be able to find a way to slow them down and they could Uh, but the secondary has just been so bad as of late that that's probably going to be what makes or breaks this game for SMU as they look to get back on the right side of things winning uh, is which secondary can hold up the best and which defense gets after the quarterback and makes it difficult on them UCF can certainly do that I mean their defense is really playing about as as good as you could ask for right now Um, Bryson Armstrong had a sack uh, Quadric Bullard, Bullard uh, had a sack. Corey Thornton had a sack. Um, Big Cat Bryant uh, is still somebody to to you know reckon with uh, as he's really really talented. A former Auburn player for Gus Malzahn. I think this game is is one that if you're SMU, you've got to come away with a win. You've played really well at home. You know the noise around the program right now. The November you know tailspin that could happen if they lost this game. Uh, their backs are against the wall right now. I, I think that as a team, uh, they really have to find a way to put up points. UCF has held Memphis to seven points, Tulane or Tulane to ten, and Temple to seven. Uh, and UCF's defense is just playing unbelievable right now, and, and they're riding in with a lot of confidence. Again, SMU's played very well at home this year. I am gonna once again, and I said I said this last week, and it kind of blew up. Um, SMU be- shot itself in the foot resulting in a 28-25 loss. But I think they're going to find a way this week. Um, you know, I think the coaching staff is putting a little bit of pressure on Tanner Mordecai now. Uh, Preston Stone could see some time. Sonny Dykes talked with us about that and just kind of, you know, really said how impressed he's been with his mentality throughout the season. You know, staying ready, uh, staying engaged on the sidelines, uh, wanting to learn. And that's really what he's brought in uh, from day one. And, and it stands out. Um, and, and now that he can redshirt. If Tanner Mordecai struggles, I, I, I do think we're going to see Preston Stone. And it's not going to be a situational thing. It's going to be a, okay, time to time to give him a shot. SMU has to push the ball down the field. Their receivers aren't getting opportunities to make plays down the field. And on the flip side, SMU's defense is giving up plays down the field. You know Whether it's pass interference or not getting their head around, uh, the defensive backs have struggled. And SMU has to push that. And regardless of whether they're facing a drop eight look, they have to push that. And I think the wild card in this game is Ulysses Bentley, too. 
I talked with him on Tuesday, talked with Sonny Dykes. Both of them said he's expected to go, and he's expected to be you know, as full speed as he's been as of late. He had his first full practice this week since that injury. Um, he rolled it up against Houston. He's feeling good. He told us most definitely that he's going to play. And if that's the case, then UCF's defense will have to pay a, a little bit of attention to him. And how will that change things? You know, will that mean a drop eight? Will that mean they've got to bring four? Will that mean they bring blitzes and have to respect the run a little bit more? That's that's the wild card here. And, and I, as I look at SMU, if Ulysses Bentley can go off and have a huge game in his true return, that's going to allow whoever's playing at quarterback. I think, it's, you know, for the most part, we're probably going to see Tanner Mordecai to settle in. And he is so dynamic. And if he brings that to the table against UCF and stays healthy and plays the whole game and makes some plays, that is it's almost going to take a weight off the shoulders of this offense right now. And I think the offense is, you know, in hockey, we call it gripping the stick too tight uh, when you're going through a scoring slump. I think SMU's offense has kind of hit that. You know, with the Houston and Memphis games, they have not played up to what they want to uh, be as an offense. And this is kind of that week that, you know, put up or shut up. I mean, this is this is a huge game for the rest of the season. They could build confidence going into Cincinnati, who has looked beatable. Uh, and then they play Tulsa at home to wrap up the season. So you win this one. You set yourself up to maybe go two and one. Who knows? Shock the world. I'm not going to say that right now. I think Cincinnati's still going to beat SMU. But you've got to win this game against UCF. And I think all the players know it. I think, quite honestly, they're probably a little tired of everything, whether it's, you know, f following the rumors around Sonny Dykes or whether it's they can't win in November or uh, the secondary sucks or the offense can't get things going. This is a game that if you're a player for SMU – Put it on you a little bit and find a way to to make enough plays to to stay perfect at home um, and, and keep and, and get back on the right track. You know this this season still has a good bit to play for in terms of a bowl game. Who knows if they can somehow maybe get some luck and, and backdoor an AAC championship game appearance. Uh, that's a long way off right now, but it's got to start uh, by beating UCF on Saturday. I think SMU is going to win thirty one twenty seven. Uh, close one. SMU's much better at home um, than they are on the road for whatever reason. But I, I'm going to say that SMU's going to win 31-27, find a way to get back on the right track of things. Uh, and they're going to do it in front of a, a crowded uh, recruit list. Um, was trading text with some sources this week, and we'll have the full list on Pony Stampede for you guys. But it's for an 11 a.m., it's looking like a pretty solid uh, group of visitors that SMU's expected in. Uh, and the Mustangs are uh, have a chance to really, um, you know, make a statement that they're not done. They're they're not going to turtle and let the season completely fall apart. We'll see. That's just my feel. Being around some of the guys, uh, talked with Ulysses Bentley, and and he had a pretty good approach to it. I think he's he's somebody that you know hasn't been able to help the team because he's been injured, and he's kind of had to watch this all happen. And for Ulysses, I, I think he really wants to show out this weekend. And, you know, that there's a lot of things that have to happen for that to happen. But um, it there's just there was a light sense about them Thursday after practice, I felt like, uh, as they were going through it. And um, so I, I think for, for SMU, getting back on the right track this weekend uh, is big. Um, 
and, and they've got to find a way to win. So uh, I'm going to pick SMU 31-27. I don't necessarily feel good about it. I just am going with my, in a way, my gut that they're going to find a way to play well at home, get this thing back on track, and get a big win over a bowl bowl team. You know, UCF is is uh, six and three on the year. They're playing their best football. This will say a lot about what the rest of the season is going to look like. If they drop this one, I mean, they could end up going over five down the stretch realistically, as we all know. Um, this is a game they've got to have. I think you're going to see them come out. Uh, and, and you know, I don't know if they're going to light the scoreboard on fire early on, but I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. They're going to be ready to go. Um, and we'll certainly see if the offense comes up and, and steps up with some points and if the defense can get some stops in the secondary. So we'll be tracking it all for you guys on Pony Stampede. Look for the preview. Look for the visitor list uh, as the game gets closer. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side with all the post-game reaction. Liam Fitzgibbon will have you guys covered on that front as I will be in Mexico. Uh, so I will catch you guys next week uh, with my full reaction once I'm able to watch the game. And uh, Liam will have you guys covered with all your coverage on PonyStampede.com. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. We will catch you guys next week. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, and follow us wherever you catch your podcast at. We appreciate all you guys that do that. So hope everybody has a great weekend. Bright and early kickoff for SMU, UCF at 11 a.m. We'll catch you guys uh, on the message board with all the discussion and coverage of SMU, UCF. Have a good one, guys. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG.